Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Negro Please Radio. I'm your host, Chris Allen. How's everybody doing? Welcome if you're new. Welcome to the show. This is it. Um, man, uh, as a, as usual, off the top, I want to take the time out to thank each and every last one of you for downloading, streaming, uh, watching on YouTube. However you listen, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Um, this is my podcast. I, I feel like I have a, a, a bunch of new listeners. Uh, it's about 20 minutes a show. I talk about a wide range of things. Uh, As much as I try, I try to keep some of the shit off my social media because it's just better. So I figured like, hey, I'll have this podcast and I'll use this to do a lot of my bitching and complaining and uh, pontificating. Uh, So I'm not doing it on stage and I'm not doing it on uh, social media all the time, even though I am being I'm getting more comfortable with doing that, you know? Um, but anyway, let me just get into the episode. Uh, uh, I appreciate you guys for downloading, streaming. However you watch or listen to my podcast, thank you so much. Uh, continue to tell your friends, family, tell an enemy, coworker, tell somebody about the podcast. Um, I would say particularly tell somebody who you think would not want to hear me talk about the shit I'm going to talk about today. Yeah. Those are the people that need to hear it. But uh, I'll begin with my milestone, as you, as I usually do every every week. Uh, for those who don't know, we have an eight-year-old son. His name is Miles, and I like to talk about the different things that he's uh, going through uh, in his life. Sometimes it's big, sometimes it's small, sometimes it's much and nothing. And um, this week, not not too not too crazy. Um, it's it's been a busy it's been a busy two and a half three weeks for the kid. I, I'll give you that. I'll say that. Uh, one week we're in Rochester. Next weekend we're in Raleigh. He's off of school. It's just a lot. And for kids with ADHD, and uh, I would say kids in general, but specifically for kids with ADHD, they really need that routine. Uh, it helps out a lot. And it can be kind of difficult to get them back um, into a routine once we've kind of broken it after about a week. So, um but he, he did well, man. The, the ride up to Rochester was cool. You know, he was very well-behaved and, and relaxed in the car. Um, we did have a, a small little, you know, tiff while we were there. He was he gets pretty uh, emotional when, when a lot of things are going on, and, you know, he uh, doesn't know how to deal with it. Uh, we get back here for a couple of days, and we hit the road again to, to go down to Raleigh. And, uh, again, this he's just a resilient kid, you know, just like everybody else, we have our little ups and downs and stuff like that. But for the most part, man, he adapted very well. You know, he loves staying in hotels. He loves getting food brought to the room. He loves the just the whole thing of just being in this hotel room with the family and not really having to go anywhere. But um, it was great. So, yes, I'm on the backside of my album. It's, it's, it's done. I have all the files. And uh, now it's time to go through it all and pick what I want, put it in the order and have them, you know, master it and clean it all up and stuff. So I'm excited. Um, It was uh, it was it was a weekend of ups and downs. I'll say that Um, we get into town Thursday. So only about a four hour drive uh, from Charlottesville to Raleigh. And uh, Thursday night, I got to say, was not it was not a great night. It was a very light room. Uh, they're spread out pretty far due to COVID. 
And uh, the headliners, her, her audience was a, was a tad older that night. So um, it just did not go well for your boy. It, it was a lot of silence, a couple of chuckles here and there, but it was a very silent, cold, echoey, and quiet room that night where I just, I second-guessed everything. I was just like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Why am I even trying to do this? Like, what is going on? I couldn't sleep that night after I get back to the hotel. I stay up till one thirty in the morning. I'm I, I I go down to the lobby just because I just I just need to write something. I just I just have so much going on in my head. So much going on. Um, you know, I forgot to let me back up. So I went to uh Good Nights in Raleigh last weekend to record my very first comedy album with Helium Presents. That's what's going on. I'm just assuming that uh, most of the people have been here for a while. They kind of know what's going on. and and uh, But I need to recap the entire story, if you will. So that's that's why I'm in Raleigh. And I was in Rochester the week before, just prepping for the hour. And um, so Thursday, I, I'm just, uh, you know, I am not in a good mood afterwards. I'm, I'm very worried. I'm very scared because it just, it wasn't a, it wasn't a good show. It was not good. I didn't like it. None of the other comics really liked the show either. It's just, I don't know. But I always have to tell myself this. It could always be worse. It could always be worse, you know? So um, Friday I get up, I, I go down the street, I get a couple smoothies for my, for my wife and I. I'm walking around, uh, you know, down. I can't say downtown Raleigh, but uh, it's right at the campus. We're staying at the Double Tree, right near the campus. Uh, beautiful campus, a lot of young people. A uh, very healthy kind of town from what I was seeing, at least over there. I'll, I'll say that, at least where I was. Uh, a lot of people running, a lot of dudes with abs with no shirts on running, a lot of people biking. Uh, and uh, it was a cute town, man. Cute town. Uh, I wish I could have seen more of uh, Raleigh, but it was nice having a the family there. I took my wife to Lee's Kitchen. Uh, great Caribbean food. Uh, for the for some reason, I just wasn't in the mood. It was hard to eat heavy food th this past weekend, man. I I really couldn't focus on eating anything. I was just so worried and and just in my head. And um, but we had a great time. So Friday comes along, first show, killer show. It's a packed room. There's a buzz in the air. Uh, you know, we're all the comics on the show. We're trying to have um positive attitudes because we definitely did not care for what happened Friday. I mean, Thursday evening, not great. Uh, but I have a killer set. It was a lot of fun. The late show Friday, a lot better than the, the late, uh, the, the first show on Thursday. I'll say that. Um, it was, it was kind of light, kind of light, but they were fun and it really wasn't a struggle. Uh, it was one of those, uh, one of those crowds were like, they would like something, laugh and, all right, move on to the next thing. It was, it was one of those kind of deals where it was kind of hard to get any momentum with that late crowd. Um, and uh, Saturday was absolutely amazing, man. Saturday was the early show was great. I felt like that was probably my best set of the night of, of the week. Uh, feature set of the week was the Saturday, man. They were a lot of fun top to bottom and just everything was hitting. Boom, 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 boom. Some crowd work. All that man, it was uh, it was it was great. And Jeremy Essig, the guy who was doing the, the sound engineering and stuff, he was there. I was able to capture a nice little piece of crowd work that 
we can hopefully use for the trailer or teaser or whatever you want to call it uh, that night. Uh, Saturday night was fun, but not as great as the early shows. And again, a tad light, but it was still fun. And I think I got a, uh, I think I got a couple things on the on the late shows. I, I think that uh, the Friday and Saturday late show, I might have gotten a couple jokes that might make it on there. But for the for the most part, I would say Friday uh, Friday and Saturday early show are going to be my. Uh, you know what I lean on heavily to to fill in the gaps from Sunday. So Sunday's my night. Uh, I was told that uh, my night sold pretty well, and it would be just like the early shows, if not a, a few more people uh, than we saw on Friday and Saturday, which made me feel good. And shout out to Mark Norman and Joe, and Joe List and Adrian Apolucci for sharing that on their social media, man, without them, I definitely would have had eight people in there. Um, shout out to my buddy, uh, Phil Henry and, and, uh, Tim coffee. They brought their, uh, friends, they brought friends out with them. It, it, it was just, it was just a nice to see, man. A, a bunch of comics came out to see me from, um, from Virginia and some from uh, North Carolina. Uh, my buddies, Jake Snyder, um, Kobe Knight, Ray Kirby from uh, Virginia Beach, Crystal Ramey, this guy named Ant, uh, my buddies from the Trash Podcast, Jason, and his and his friend. Um, man, I, I feel like uh, Giovanni, you know, the kid I met in um, in Charlotte at the at the Comedy Zone. Him and his wife came out. Uh, Mel came out. It was just, and I hope I, I know I'm probably forgetting people, man. But uh, Paul Beza, just a bunch of people. I was shocked. I was surprised, and I was I was. Uh, frankly fl flattered man that people actually travel a couple hours to come out and support me uh to see me record my first album and it, it meant a lot so thank you so much guys for doing that for me and uh my buddy winston hodges came in town and um he um he featured for me the the, the night went great man uh, i had my man matt white he was hosting and then i, I met a new friend through our old buddy spencer bland he uh, he did a guest spot. They all did great on the show. It was a fantastic show from uh, top to bottom. Uh, I was a little, I was quite nervous. I can't lie. When I got up on that stage and I was like, "This is it," you know. I tried to just enjoy it, be in the moment. I had fun. Uh, I tried a couple things on there that didn't really hit, but hey, I tried it. I could always take those out and and um, replace them uh, with, with something else, but. Overall, man, I had a great time. I got a lot of good pops on that last show. I feel like the Sunday show is the backbone of the uh, of the recording, so uh, I'll basically use that as as the base, and then I'll I'll, I'll put things in from Thursday. And, and I mean, not from Thursday, not nothing at all from Thursday is usable, uh, unless I do like a that bombed kind of like a compilation extra bonus tracks or something like that because. Man, they did not like me that night. Um, so I, I gotta say, it was it was probably a lot of it was me. It was me, and it just wasn't a, it wasn't, it wasn't a, uh, it wasn't the most, um, it wasn't the best pairing of comics. And that is not a, that is not to say anything bad about the the headliner at all. She was fantastic. It's just uh, our crowds are different, and uh, what we do uh, is it, different. And to be honest, man, this is my first 
this is my first album. I mean, I'm featuring uh, for Christ's sake and, and headlining one weekend and one night. I mean, that's not the most ideal condition, conditions, but you know what? I'm a nobody. And if this is what needs to be done for my first album, hey, this is how it needs to get done. I'm not a draw. I'm a nobody. And uh, this is part of the process, but I had a fantastic time. I had a great time, man. I learned a lot. I know uh, right now my focus is to just get this one out, but I know that the next one will be better. You know, maybe then maybe the next one will be just about me. And I say that in a sense of uh, like all the shows will be mine that weekend instead of doing, you know, half sets for four shows and then getting a or for five shows and then getting a night. But I had a lot of fun. It was a great learning ex experience. Uh, you know, the headliner was great from Thursday to Saturday. The staff there is great. Th that club is awesome, man. It's just a real kind of cool, old-school club, standalone building. Uh, I feel bad for that wait staff, man, because the kiss is on the bottom, on the, on the ground floor. They got to run up a flight of stairs through the back door to bring all that food upstairs to people. And, uh, yeah, so shout-out to everybody there at the um, uh, Good Nights in, in Raleigh, man. What a, what a great club. Uh, from what I saw, the, the town is great. I got to say, I kind of like North Carolina, man. It's just something about uh, uh, that that statement. I I, I got to say I really I really do like it. Uh, Charlotte's great. Raleigh is just really it's really cool, man. And I'm and I'm sure it has its downsides, but from what I saw, I really liked it. A lot of cool little restaurants, little food halls that we went to um, during the day was pretty cool. And uh, I have to say, man, shout out to my wife and and son for coming and and. Uh, supporting me as 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 much as they could it just felt good to have them there that way because it, it was stressful enough and, and i know i would have definitely got way in my own head uh if they weren't there so having to do things run around getting food and figuring things out to do for the day it, it kind of helped me forget about uh um you know either the night before or what i had going on that night uh you know um because I know I can just, I can, my, my brain can go, man. My brain can go. And just having them there to keep my mind grounded was, uh, it was, was perfect. I, I really needed that. Um, hopefully you guys cannot hear my washing machine in the background, but if you can, this is too bad, man. This is a raw podcast. And you know what? If I ever made it, some comedy nerd kid would go back and listen to this and go, oh shit, did you hear that? You could hear the washing machine in the background. But uh, that's probably not going to happen. <laughs> They're probably like, Jesus Christ, you can hear the fucking washing machine in the background. Um, so all in all, it's been a, it was a busy month from uh, Cincinnati to Columbus to Rochester to Raleigh. It, it's just, it was a whirlwind, man. A lot of driving, a lot of time by myself, a lot of time on the road, um, a lot of time in my head, but it, that was it was 13 years of, of everything coming together that night. And my wife sent me a nice message on Facebook, um, which I uh, at the end of the show, man, I got pretty emotional, man. I thought I was going to cry, but I didn't thank God. But, uh, you know, I, I had a moment after I was done I, where I just talked to the crowd and let them know, like, hey, I, I just I couldn't be here uh, without my wife. If nothing ever else happens, the fact that I did this was pretty amazing. I love comedy and. And um, I just, it's just, and I just try to encourage people, man, if you have a passion or, or something that you want to do in your life, 
You might not be able to do it full time right now, but uh, do something to achieve that goal, man, to, to do something to do what you want to do. You know, if you want to be an artist, if you want to start a, a food truck, uh, your own business or something like that, just take the small steps and start, man. Just take the small steps and start. There's nothing worse than being stuck at a job that you hate. Cause I, I know what that's like, man. I, I know what that's like to feel trapped, to not feel uh, fulfilled, to feel like time is passing you by and uh, it can take a toll on you. So, if you have any passion or anything like that, please just just try to uh, pursue it. You know, just take those baby steps. Just immerse yourself in it somehow, some in some way, shape, or form. Try to get involved. You know, if you can't take that full plunge, man, just do something. Make yourself happy. You know, just make yourself happy. Uh, there's there's so many people that are kind of against that, man. About feeling good is like bad. I kind of grew up with that. Um, if, if you start to feel too good, then you, you, you know, you, you, you're fucking up somehow, but, um, man, um, so thanks to everybody. I really appreciate it. Um, I gave myself, I'm giving myself a week to kind of remove myself from the sets. Uh, you know, I obviously still have a, an idea of how everything went on, on the shows. I, I took a few notes to like, Hey, I'll kind of like this part, uh, this on this show. So, you know, be on the lookout for that. Those are just personal notes for me when it comes to the uh, editing. So um, so Monday, I'm going to start going through the... First, I'm going to just listen to uh, Sundays and see what I like. And I'll probably do the same with uh, Friday and Saturday as well. Just just listen. Just go and listen. Not take any notes. Just, just, listen, to, just listen to them. And then... I'll have to go back again and start taking timestamps and then uh, even go as far as to like um, if I want switch the order of some things because um, I had an idea of how I want it to be presented. But that it doesn't always happen that way on stage because I, I try to go with the moment. So, uh, yeah, I got a lot of work to, ahead of me, um, but shout out to all the helium people for allowing me to do this. It was great. I had a, a fantastic time. It was such a great experience. Uh, I really needed that, you know, to have that kind of pressure. I needed to, I needed this to kind of push me to uh, start over, write some new stuff. And uh, here we are, almost back at ground zero, man, <laughs> trying to write a new hour. And um, I'm excited and I'm nervous and uh, I'm looking forward to it. So thanks, everybody. So um, moving on to the more pressing issues. Uh, this shit, man, it's just like everybody's getting vaccinated. People are starting to go out more. Things are starting to get back to normal. And, uh, and here we are, you know, more police shootings, more people harassing black people, man. It's just, it gets old, man. Like I just saw this video a couple of days ago with this, uh, army sergeant, this dude, uh, Petland. I'm pretty sure you've seen the video of Columbia, South Carolina. He's pushing this kid, telling him to get out the neighborhood, asking him where he lives, telling him he doesn't believe here, telling him he's going to carry him out of this. And he pushes the kid, and lo and behold, you know, uh, it gets back to his base commander at Fort Jackson, who happens to be a black dude. Uh, he is suspended. He is arrested and charged with a third-degree assault, and I'm glad, man. I, and the thing is, anyone that ever – 
anyone who's ever worked with this with this Petlin guy, they are not surprised. I, I've known guys like this in the military. They think they're fucking cops. They think they're better than everybody. They think that everyone owes them an explanation. And that that's the problem with some of these dudes, man. These, especially people with uh, authority like him. This guy's a drill instructor. He's used to people just not arguing with him. He's used to people just, just doing exactly what he says, giving him the information that they want. He's not a fucking police officer, man. You don't that dude does not owe you any information. You don't need to know where I live. These are the same guys. If you stop them asking them where they live at, what they're doing here, can you please identify yourself? They will have a fucking fit. They will talk about how this country is has lost their mind, that no one has any rights anymore. You can't do the X, Y, and Z. And here they are being those guys. No one is no one who works with this guy or who knew this guy. It's a surprise at all. I can guarantee you that. I, I know that guy. So whatever he gets, he de- he deserves, man. Fuck that dude, man. We don't need people like that. We don't, man. And, of course, we, we got another police shooting. A young kid, Dante Wright, was killed by a cop, man, in, in, in Minneapolis. The cop thought she pulled out her taser, but she accidentally shot this dude. And uh, this happens all the time. People who know me, man, they know I'm I'm a big gun guy. I love uh, I love firearms. Um, I'm a big, you know, Second Amendment guy. I feel like people should have the right to have whatever the fuck they want. Um, but this is, this is a, this is one of the big reasons why I don't fuck with the gun community. I tried, uh, you try to tell yourself that it's really not like this and that, you know, people are different, but man, a lot of these dudes are, man, they're very bigoted. They, they're very bigoted, man. Being one of the only black dudes at, you know, going to a range, they they want to see where you are politically. They want to make little you know weird comments and shit like that. Um, they really feel like that 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 you know the Second Amendment is for them. But when you talk to them, they they try to act like it's not a racial thing at all. But when things like this happen, like this Dante Wright kid, one of the first things they do. They will. They can't wait to find a picture with these guys with a gun and go. This is the picture that the media portrays, and they'll show them with their kids, show them doing some as a baseball coach or with their grandmother, and they go, "This is this is what the Dante Wright. They don't want you to see." And then they'll show you a picture of them with a gun. Now that shit needs to stop. Just because that kid had a gun doesn't mean that he's a criminal. I hate this shit. All these guys, they're always talking about how the Second Amendment is under attack. Uh, they're trying to they're trying to take our rights away. They're trying to take our guns away. They're trying to do this to us. We're being uh, demonized as gun owners. This is bullshit. Just because I have a bunch of guns and I like tactical stuff doesn't mean that I'm racist, that I'm some a white nationalist. But the moment some black dude gets killed by the cops, they can't wait to post a picture of these dudes with a gun. Black dude plus gun does not equal criminal. Why can't a black dude 
have a gun a picture of a gun and the, and the thing it's unrelated what are, what are you saying just because this person held a gun at some point in time they should have been shot by the cops yeah yeah you're hurting your own cause by doing this you're hurting your own fucking cause it it, it makes no sense man and then you got this other this kid uh to this toledo kid 13 hands up shot him dead in chicago adam toledo and there's still people that just want to blindly support these motherfuckers man and i'm not anti-cop at all i'm against bad cops and i saw a great tweet i wish i had his name but he goes man those good apples sure are quiet and that is a great fucking statement you're right they're they are quiet they're very quiet And I'm seeing these other, uh, I put this on my Facebook a couple of days ago, man. These, uh, these American flags that are being, that show it being ripped open with the, and behind it is exposing, exposing a blue lives matter flag, man, fuck that shit. Yeah. I spent all the, 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 the people who would fly that they, their basis of their whole argument is that kneeling is disrespectful to the flag. And then here they are. To spite everybody else, is they're depicting the, this symbolic, uh, this symbol that they love so much being ripped open, being torn, being desecrated, and then to say like, "Hey, the police are the backbone," and fuck you know, fuck America. It's all about the police. You guys are just begging for a, a, a police state. As much as y'all worry about freedom and socialism and stuff, and that just shows you, man, these motherfuckers really feel like the police are there just for them. They really do. Because if you can watch a 13-year-old kid with his hands up get shot and you go, well, eh. You know, you can see, here's the thing. You can all, you can up and down go through any case when it, when it comes to a Dante Wright or a Trayvon Martin or somebody like that, you can go, I mean, from minute to minute, all the things that they should have done or could have done to prevent this from happening, all the things that they did wrong, all the things, all the ways, all the moments they could have walked away, turned their back, even with this kid who was getting yelled at by this army dude, if he just would have gave his information, if he just would have walked away. You're not walking away from that as a white conservative dude. You are not walking away. You are not answering questions, but you expect other people to be uh, interrogated, questioned, touched, harassed. I, and guess what? I don't give a fuck if it wasn't even a hard push. You put your hands on me, that's assault. Because that's exactly what you would do. If you saw, if you saw a video, if you saw that same video of this, of this Petlin dude, harassing this kid and this dude turned around and, and pushed him and that kid got his ass whooped or he got shot. You would go, Hey man, he put his hands on him. That's assault. He didn't know what he was going to do. But when this black kid gets, gets pushed, Oh, come on, man. It really, he really didn't push him that hard. I mean, to be honest, he looks like he weighs about this much and, and pet weight looks like he weighs this much. And if you, if you take the angle of the, of the uh, push, there's no way that that kid really uh, fell back like that. He, he was faking it for the camera. You will go through, so many fucking weird ass theories about why 
you know, the the force behind the push really wasn't that great due to their height and his and his the other guy's height, the weight, the time of day, where the fucking sun was on the on the horizon. You'll go into all these ways as to why that push really didn't mean anything. Or if you look at his foot here, it was on the edge of the sidewalk. You're gonna, yeah, you're gonna have some so much bullshit. You're gonna have so much, you're gonna say so much bullshit to try to somehow make it seem like someone put their hands on this guy. It wasn't a big deal. But I'm telling you, man, you you I've seen videos of someone literally laying a finger on a cop, and you're like, oh, well, he touched him. That's assault. It's so it's so clear when it's someone doing to someone when it's someone doing something to someone that you like or support or you identify with. But when the aggressor is someone that looks like you or someone that you support, you will find any and every excuse as to why things happen the, the way that they did. You do it every, they do it every fucking time. Like I said, black dude fucks up. We, we're going through the whole timeline. Well, if he just would have had Fruit Loops for breakfast instead of uh, Special K, maybe his sugar levels wouldn't have been so high and he wouldn't have had that response and anything. You will come up with anything. But remember Kyle Rittenhouse? Y'all don't even want to fucking talk about all the shit he did wrong. You want to focus on the fact that, hey, they were after him. He fell at that point. Due to his his fucking fat, unathletic ass, he tripped and fell, therefore putting himself in danger, so he had to shoot those people. But you don't want to talk about that he came from across state lines. You don't want to talk about that he was out late. You don't want to talk about the fact that he wasn't in his area. You don't. He was there early cleaning up. Great. That's fine. That's cool if he wants to help out during the day. But that he fucked up when he left his house and went across the state lines with the firearm. And I got friends. Well, maybe somebody gave it. To, maybe he found it. Really? You think he fucking found it? You think he fucking found that rifle? Really? And then just picked it up and started carrying it around? Does that make it okay? Is, is it your rifle? And if you're underage, why would you pick up a gun that you, that you know you're not supposed to have and walk around with it? Why would you do that? See uh, all these hardcore right wing people. They have when when you bring all, they have nothing to say. It's all yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but. When you make a great point about, they have nothing to fucking say. They don't because honestly, at this point, a lot of y'all motherfuckers over there, y'all really don't stand for shit. You're not Christians. You really don't, you care about the rule of law for everybody else. You want everybody else? You want everybody else to be subjected to the, the rule of law. Hey, th there's no gray areas, man. You got to do the right thing, regardless if it's your right to do something or not. Hey, man, do the right thing. Sometimes the right thing is it's hard to do. It sucks, but you got to suck it up and be tough and do it. These same motherfuckers, I'm not wearing a mask. Fuck that. Why should I why should I sacrifice my freedom for you? The moment they fuck up, it's all about their rights. 
And when you fuck up, it's all about what's the right thing to do. And hey, man, it's the rules are the rules. You, you want these businesses to open and then you wouldn't even wear a mask in these people's businesses and then you complain that shit's closed. You're fucking stupid. All of y'all. If that's you, you're a fucking idiot. You, you, you want your cake and eat it too. And you, you talk about everybody else being entitled. When honestly, a lot of y'all are the biggest fucking crybabies around. You coddle your kids. But you blame everybody else. Oh, you're listening to celebrities. The celebrities. Look at y'all, January, January 6th. <laughs> you get quiet. All of a sudden, you know, you don't want to say shit about that. But if a fucking uh, a chair gets knocked over in, in your neighborhood, all of a sudden BLM is destroying America. And it's just, it's just sad, man. Yeah, they're dividing us. They, 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 they want us to fight each other. Well, stop fucking supporting their bullshit. Stop sharing their fake ass articles. Stop doing it. You blame it. You blame politicians for all, all the shit that's going on, but you, you play into it. You share fake articles. You share fake research. You share all these dumbass videos. And it's, it's just wild to me, man. You, you say you care so much about all this 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 pedophilia this pedophilia ring and all this type of shit, uh, Weinstein. But the moment someone one of your guys on your side is seen with these people, oh, it's a lie. Look at Matt Gates sending payments to a known sex trafficker. I need more evidence, but you believe some QAnon shit, okay? But uh, yeah, so there's a show. That's a show. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter uh, at Chris Allen Comedy A L A N. You have a great week. I'm super excited. I can't wait for you guys to hear the, hear the album. I'm I'm uh, projecting a mid to late June release. If it uh, if it comes out sooner, I'll let you know. So be on the lookout. So thanks to everybody who came out supported me, man. It, it felt great. Uh, like I said, I learned a lot. Shout out to my wife and family. Shout out to everybody over the last 13 years who's ever uh, watched the video, came to a show, listened to a podcast, shared a clip. Uh, Follow me on any type of social media. Thank you so much. It meant the world to me. Uh, I love you guys. I'm out. Peace.